reading today is from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 8. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. He predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purposes of of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he has lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight. Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this beautiful fall morning that you blessed us with, Lord. Uh, we're thankful to be here, Father, and Lord, we just lift up uh, in prayer to you those who may be struggling, be it spiritually, physically, or emotionally, Father. Um, we pray for those of the congregation 
that are um, waiting or pending uh, any procedures or surgeries, Lord. We just pray for a steady hand for the doctors and surgeons, and we pray for the nurses and the caretakers. God, we ask a special prayer for Marley Gilbert in our bulletin, Lord. Um, be with her and that family. Father, strengthen them up. God, we ask a blessing on each marriage represented here today. We're thankful to see the two new marriages that were um, advertised this morning. We pray a blessing on those two individuals and all, all marriages here. God, help us as parents to raise our kids the best we can. Help those kids to be um, leaders among their peers and not followers, always to put you first. God, we love you and we praise you and we are so thankful for you for saving us um, when we couldn't, for ransoming us to get a spot in heaven with you one day. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. You are beautiful beyond description, too marvelous for words, too wonderful for comprehension, like nothing ever seen or heard. Who can grasp your infinite wisdom? Who can fathom the depths of your love? You are beautiful beyond description. Majesty enthroned above. And I stand, I stand in awe of you. I stand, I stand in awe of you. Holy God, to whom all praise is due, I stand Savior. A wonderful Savior is Jesus my Lord, a wonderful Savior to me. He hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock, where rivers of pleasure I see. He hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock, that shadows a dry thirsty land. He Savior is Jesus my Lord, he taketh my burden away. He holdeth me up and I shall not be moved, he giveth me strength as my day. He hideth my soul in the cleft of a rock that shadows a dry thirsty land. He hideth my life 
Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. 
see any of you. He did that a long time ago and I thought that's a that's a great idea. <laughs> um, back on the board there is everybody in here's phone number. So I could reach out to any of you and call you anytime I wanted to really. But I don't. <laughs> kind of weird how when I was a kid our family would just go over to places we'd visit and whenever we got there it wasn't weird. We would just visit. And whenever uh, People came to our house, they either, we stopped what we were doing or they jumped in and popped beans with us. It wasn't weird, you know, we had a good relationship. Uh, we're coming around the table this morning and it's really what it's about. It's a relationship with God. Um, I don't know. I heard on the radio that um, there's an epidemic of loneliness right now. And I, I just think that's, it's odd because we're more connected than we've ever been. Like I said, I could call you because I have your information. But uh, now it's rude to call before I text. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm older now, and I just, you go ahead and call me, <laughs> okay? You don't have to text first. Um, anyway, the... Uh, when you think about relationships, um, someone asked me why I believed what I believed, and, and um, it, it, did, it did come down to relationship, but uh, I wrestled with it a lot until I had kids, how in the world God could love me that much. And uh, when I started having children, I'm like, well, that's, that, that makes more sense now, but still, I, I couldn't fully grasp it, because um, I could tell that kid what to do, and expect them to do it or they'd be punished. But uh, now my kids are bigger than me, <laughs> older, and uh, I don't tell them to do anything. But we have a relationship. When I ask them to do something, they have a choice. They can do it or they, they don't do it. And if they don't do it, it doesn't change how much I love them. Um, it's pretty cool, though, whenever I ask them to meet with me, and they do, I love that closeness. And I think that's what God wants from us. Um, that closeness, that relationship. When we pray right now, I just want you to think about how much God really loves you and how much he wants a relationship with you. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for loving us that much. You, uh, it's just amazing how much you can have done for us, how you've sent your son, how you've given his bodied for us what an example he was when he was here and, and he gave everything so we could have a relationship with you so I can talk to you now please be with us now as we uh, as we take this communion and help us to uh, believe here today and, 
and stay close to you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's go ahead and continue our thanks. Lord, thank you again so much for, uh, for sending your son. Um, we needed forgiveness, and I, I mean, you set it up from the beginning. The only way for forgiveness is a blood sacrifice, and uh, we're getting ready to take a little sip of juice. And I know that represents Jesus' blood that was given well, for me, help us, Lord, to, uh, to take a drink of the juice and think about the forgiveness that's offered through Jesus' blood. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen.
will you stand with me for the next couple of songs here? You are holy, you are mighty, and you are worthy, worthy of praise. Your spirit moves 
worship this morning, right? Let's pray together and we'll keep moving through this service. God, it's so good to be here today with you and enjoy this wonderful morning of worship. Thank you for Sean and his heart to uh, spend time with you, to dream into this time this morning, to open his heart to your leading, to choose songs and share songs that will move our hearts closer to you. Father, we know when we sing truths about you, we grow closer to you, and we encourage one another to get closer. This is just a great time, and we've we've spent it so well together. And God, right now, we pray that you would just surround us, be with us. God, I pray that you would move every one of us, encourage all of us. It's so good to be together with family, friends, and loved ones. And I pray, God, that you move in us today. I pray that your spirit Man, that he comes and just shares uh, faith and confidence and encouragement and a little bit of fun and all those things with us today and our fellowship. We need you, Father, and we love you. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. So we've been working through this patterns. Well, we just started this patterns thing a few weeks ago. We're going to be, if the Lord gives us the days, we're going to be working through this patterns thing. Romans 12, 2 is where we're, we're, we're jumping from Scripture into this from. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The scripture tells us then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Last two weeks ago, we talked about noise and that God in that pattern of noise, not the audible noise so much as the noise in here and in here, that that God would give us silence if we would allow him his 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 antidote his answer to all of that would be to get away remember when the disciples come back from their teaching and preaching tour he says to them come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest so quiet silence rest you know it's a good thing that he gave us and this morning we're going to talk about flaws now the pattern of the world is not flaws it's the living into our out of our flaws and and if if i'm if i'm gonna if we were honest with ourselves and we could say we could come here this morning and go yeah i mean i'm flawed a bit i've got a little bit of something going on with me but you yeah, know it's not so but we all are and when we go home at night right i mean we battle with these things the the, the things that break us down the things that break our hearts and so the scripture reminds us, you know, about those kinds. Of, don't go into that pattern, the flaw, the struggle, the brokenness, but let him do something. And we're going to see what he would do with that. But first, I want to just share a scripture with you that I love and I've been drawn to it this week. And I just wanted to settle in on us while we go through the rest of this service. And Psalm scripture tells us that as the mountains surround 
Jerusalem. So the Lord surrounds his people. And there's this really cool worship song, and you probably heard it. And the chorus just says, surround us, Lord. We long to be in your presence. Surround us. And so, so just, let's just let this sit on us today. Let this just be showered on us today and allow him to move. So it's the call for flawedness. You know, looking at you this morning, I don't think I see that many flaws. I don't think I see really any flaws. I could go and look in the mirror. Someone snapped a picture of me at a wedding yesterday. I'm like, whew, seriously? i got to hang around with these guys, take these pictures. Why are we doing this? You can put a guy in a tux. That don't change nothing. I say, you look really good. Look really good for what? You can see the flaws. You can see the battle. You can see the struggle. And if we live by the standard of the world, we are all so flawed. We try to hide the flaws. We try to figure out ways to make them not so obvious. And I stand by one guy, and I'm like taller, and I stand by another guy, and I'm thin. I stand by another guy, and I'm, my hair's not quite as, the same color. It used to be completely. The, they stand by someone else, and it's like, what's going on here anyway? Things, I'm just so flawed. And for ladies, the battle and all of that, the, the what is it, what's going on, I'm just not, how do I, what am I supposed to be? But we're not talking about those things so much, right? If you look at a definition of flawed, the, some, the, 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 the dictionary would tell us it's to be blemished, damaged, or imperfect in some way. To be blemished, damaged, or imperfect in some way. And in our heart of hearts, when we, when we battle with ourselves and you just talk to anyone throughout the week, the place that we're so insecure, the place that we battle so much is the place that we see ourselves flawed. For all of us, yeah, there's some physical things going on, but for everyone, emotionally, mentally, relationally, all of those kinds of things, educationally, flaws are everywhere. I was looking on the internet just thinking, what, what would set this up to kind of help us see the image of what it would look like to be flawed? I think this was meant to be a really good t-shirt. Don't be happy, worry. I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, you, you, you I, what? And so... You know, just, just thinking on these kinds of things. This door, I don't think you can see it. I thought you could see it. It says the sliding door company, but they got these pulled doors, you know. It's like, how are you going to sell that? There's something wrong here, right? The manufacturing or planning flaws. You know, this is ideal for sharing, but it's only, the content it only serves one. And this is kind of where I'm at all the time. It's like, there's never enough. There's never enough. I'm just always. How about this one? You know, right? I would be the guy. Kristen, you get the canola spray. I'd be like flying in, separate repellent. Why does this taste weird? And I'm not, no matter how much you ask me, I am not going to this restroom with you. I will tell you this, though. The longest, I mean, the longest distance for in this building from one spot to another is in that bathroom right there that used to be men's. When you're standing at the, I mean, when you're, you know, and you're looking the buttons out on the door. And, you know, when that door opens, you can, everybody in there can just look you right in the eyes. And you're like, <gasps> It's just a scary, scary place. If you've not been there, ladies, just imagine. It is a scary moment, and every man can, yeah, but I'm not doing this with you. I don't care how close we are. There's a story in Scripture of Jesus being Jesus, always being Jesus. He is so unflawed. He is flawless and so powerful and wonderful and loving and caring and a, and, and, a, and a Pharisee asks him to come to his house and have dinner. And he shows up, and he's at the table, and he's eating. And this 
sinful woman, the scripture says, and you can just let your mind go there because if you study, you know she is definitely a sinful woman. She's been into some dark, dark places. She's flawed. And she's going to find out right in the moment how flawed people think she is. But she shows up and she has this alabaster jar of perfume and she busts it open and just starts, you know, anointing Jesus. She's crying on his feet. She's anointing with the, she's drying his, you know, she's crying, kissing, washing, crying, kissing, washing, drying. Just this moment of honor and love for Jesus, for his, her love for him. See, she knew what we know in our head, but so often miss in our heart that, that Jesus really did come to change everything. He is the ultimate game changer. He did everything for all of us so that we would not have to live in those broken places. So, so we would not, we'll talk more about that in a moment. But she shows up, she busts, and she's doing this, just honoring him, loving him, serving him. And Simon thinks in his heart, this, this guy who's invited him over, if he was a prophet, he would know what kind of woman this was. If he were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman this was, that she is a sinful woman. And I'm just waiting for a moment to think about all the times maybe you've thought that about somebody. It's crossed your mind to let someone's broken space, their flaw, that wound to be your descriptor of them, not soul, not beloved, not worthy of dying for, that thing is their descriptor. And while you're thinking about that, just take the risk and wonder just how many people think that about you. Oh, man, we're flawed, aren't we? Because that thought is, is a lost place. When I judge you in my heart, it's a broken place. It's a lost place. We're so flawed. And Jesus says, Simon, do you see this woman? And you got to be like, wait, what? Wait, what? I mean, I just thought this thought. Do you see this woman? Uh, I, see, I mean, she's interrupting our party. I saw her on the street. I saw her with that guy. I saw her in that bar. I saw her. Yeah, I've seen her everywhere. When I showed up at your house, you didn't do anything for me. No kisses, no cleansing, no washing, no anointing. But she has not stopped doing these things since I showed up. And then let's pause the story. And hopefully I'll remember to come back around to it. We're all flawed, right? Do you ever think about your flaws? Do you ever take the risk to not look at everybody else's to not live in your flaw and look at everybody else's, but to look at your own, your own flaws, your broken place, that thing that you think makes you strong, that sets you apart, that causes you to be someone people really would like to hang out with. Whew, that is, man. How many men can't just see a woman for being a woman? How many women can't just see a man for because? The way our flaw has broken us. Addiction too, yeah. I just can't talk to him about anything. He's a super guy. Just don't upset him. He's awesome. 
as long as he doesn't get bent out of shape a little bit. I'm just telling you this so we can pray for you. I just want to know because, you know, if we could, that's all. I'm not spreading this. Just pray for them. If you're the one that people come to for advice, repent. Sheesh. Or for information, not advice. Everybody needs advice. What is your flaw? I just wish dad was home more. You ever think about these things as being flaws? Like they're, it's a broken place in me. I can't, I don't have anybody's back ever. I just want my own way. I can't support you. Oh my. We've become a, a nation of professional critiquers. We are so critical of everything and everyone. It's just not like we want it to be. Not as fast as we want it to be. Switchfoot has a song that everybody needs to listen to. Just Google it when you go home. It's called The Wounds Are Where the Light Shines Through. And hopefully as we move on through this, you'll see where we're going with that brokenness. But here's the thing about Jesus. Though we are all flawed, though you can look through all these things, and though you and I should slow down enough in our lives to say, wait, you mean that's not right? I can't be these things. It's not wholesome or right or good. No. Then what do you do about it? Because here's where, here, there's, there's two places we live, and we're going to make two, two moves here pretty quickly, hopefully. And, and when we make these, they're, they're, they're going to answer a lot of things for a lot of us. But that doesn't mean it will settle things for us. Because the second one will say everything about where you go with this message and in your life. Here's the coolest thing about Jesus. There's a lot of cool things about Jesus. So I probably shouldn't say that. But one of the coolest things about Jesus is that he redeems the flaw and he redeems you. Or he redeems you and he redeems the flaw. Jesus truly came and died for you. Not when you're perfect. Remember, while we were sinners, Christ died for us. That's a powerful passage in Romans. That God didn't wait for you to get cleaned up because you could have never cleaned yourself up. So he came and died for us. Flaws and all. Warts and all. All of that stuff, all of that junk that we say, if you get that straightened up, then we can be friends. And Jesus is like, no, we'll be friends right now. I got you right now. We'll work on the rest. We can work on the rest of this stuff. And so he redeems you, flaws and all. Redeemed simply means, I just want you to sit in this for a moment, okay? Those things in you, those things you hate that, or that somebody else hates or someone has pushed you back for, Jesus says, that thing, I got you. He actually died on the cross. He made you. And when you sold yourself or I sold myself into sin and with Satan to live a life forever separated from Jesus, Jesus was like, what's it going to cost me to get Jamie back? And the cost was crazy. It was his life. And he said, I think I can do that. And he did. And he died to buy me back. Not to just kind of, I don't know if I want you. I don't, maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I do, I don't, I do, I don't, you know, I do. And he died so that he could have us back. He died for you to buy you flaws and all. Just sit in that for a moment. You know that thing you hate about you? You don't know if you'll ever like you for sure or not. You don't know if anybody else could ever, what if they found out? 
I mean, what if everybody knew, and this was just put on the big screen at church on Sunday? I would just think, I think I'd just die right on the spot, spontaneously combust. Where'd he go? Where'd she go? That thing. Jesus said, I, I knew that before you even knew it. I loved you even before you hated you. I've always been on your side. So, so to, to redeem means to buy back. And 1 Peter 1, 18 through 21 says, For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from our ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a, a lamb without blemish or defect. That's, what he, that's how he bought you back. He was chosen before the creation of the world and was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him, you believe in God who raised him from the dead and glorified him. So your faith and hope are in God, not in your flaws, not in becoming flawless, not in any of those things. Your faith and hope are in God who gave his son to die for you, flaws and all, to buy you back when you sold yourself out. In him we have redemption redeemed. He redeemed us. We have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. I've got to tell you a funny story about my dad. I was talking to someone here about this this week. My dad worked with a lot of, you know, maybe I told you this before. I don't know. A lot of different characters, I will say. Uh, he worked at a, you know, at a, at a, at a, at a, um, at the a plant out here. And one time he was telling about a story he was sharing with someone. He said, um, when, when God forgives your sins, he throws them in the lake of forgiveness and puts up a no fishing sign. I was like, Dad, that is so weird. Why would you say stuff like that? And he's like, think about it. I'm like, whatever. And then like 10 years later, I'm working with these guys who love to fish. And I'm like, oh, so you can't go. And then we have forgiveness of sins. You don't get to go back and play in those places. They're done. They're gone. That's what he says as far as the east is from the west so far as he, right? Removed our transgressions from us. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given through Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. The law is not based in Galatians here. The law is not based on faith on the contrary, it says the person who does these things will not live, will live by, the person who does these things will live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who's hung on a pole. Listen, just, just a bunch of rapid fire. I just want you to hear, redeemed, 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 bought you back. He paid the price. You can't live by the law. You can't save yourself. You can't go back. You can't do Old Testament things. You can't offer enough sacrifices. You cannot save you. He can't save you. He redeemed you. He bought you back. But the next thing, and this is where we need to just settle for a couple moments, because the right thing to ask or the right thing to say or what everybody wrestles with is to say, well, I know I'm so flawed. I know all of my stuff I know those things that keep Jesus far from me, keep God far from me. And I know he redeemed me because I gave my life to him. But why do I still, still feel so flawed? Why do I still feel so distant? Why do I have no will? Why do I not feel powerful? Why do I still feel so weak? Why am I so insecure? 
Why don't I want more? Why don't I desire more? Why don't I show up more? Why am I not more committed? Why am I not more faithful? Why am I not all those things that he said I would be because I gave my life to him and I'm, and I'm still just me. He's right here with me everywhere I go. That's what Paul, the apostle, the writer of most of the New Testament, uh, a lot of the New Testament said. What I want to do, I don't do. The good I want to do, I don't do. That thing I hate, that's what I keep on doing. Why am I doing this? I know I'm saved. I know I'm redeemed. I know Jesus gave his life for me. Why am I stuck? Why am I in this place? Why is there not power flowing through me? Why is there not living water flowing through me? And if that's you, and I got to tell you, it's pretty much every Christian I know. Pretty much every Christian I know. And this is your day of freedom. This is your hope. This is everything. He doesn't just redeem you. There's a redeeming, and then there's a I'm done, and that's what most people do. Saved, good enough for me, moving on with my life. And God says, no, 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 no. No, I don't think so. My son died for you, and so we're not done yet. Because when we made this deal, it was I will die for you, so you don't have to spend your eternity separated from me. But the deal is, then you die back and give your life to me. So I begin this refining of your life. There's a song called Purify Me, Lord. The, verses, the first one is Purify Me, Lord, from ways that aren't of you. Take away the old and make my life brand new. I surrender all to you, not my will but thine. The sweetest thing I know was letting your love show. In a moment, we all go, yeah, man, that's the best. Purify my heart. I yield to you each part. Help me to run into your arms when the purifying starts. And there is where everything breaks down for us. Purify my heart. I yield to you each part. Help me to run into your arms. When this stuff starts, and Jesus, salvation is awesome, but when Jesus starts running contradictory to our wants and our wills, we say, I don't think so, Jesus. I'm done with this. This is too painful. I like my life. I love what I do. I was thinking you would just save me, and I could go ahead and do what I do and love what I love and live in my garbage and do all those things that I was so flawed about in the beginning. And I hated myself for, could you just leave me with all that garbage and save me too? And it's like, oh no, I love you too much, man. I will not leave you in your mess because I love you too much to leave. Who would you leave like that? Who would you leave like that? Would you leave your kids like that? Doing things you know they're going to kill them. And you're like, well, you know, here's some money. Get yourself out of that. Do your thing. I'll save you again next month. No. You would say, we've got to change this situation. And so the difficulty for us, my brothers and sisters, the difficulty for me is I do not like this refining thing. I just a hard pass, man. I do not want to do this. I got to do what? I really do need to show up at church even if I don't want to be here? No, you don't have to. You absolutely do not have to. You don't have to. 
God's not in heaven taking attendance. He says don't forsake the assembly. That's a heart condition. But this thing's open three times a week. And Tammy's here a lot more. <laughs> He's not taking your attendance. You do not have to do this. If you want to be refined and more like Jesus, you show up every time your brothers and sisters are hanging out, doing something. And you come with power and pop. Do I have to really be in my Bible all week? Well, if you want to make this special, sure. Because it's a difficult life to show up here and get your fix and then have a good week. The call would be I live into Jesus every day and then I show up here to bless everybody. You'll say, that's, that's the difficulty here. I don't want to go because I don't feel very like, well, yeah, because you're not close to Jesus. I'm sorry, but it's the truth. If you're spending your week with Jesus already, then coming here is like, I can't wait to come and give and show. And, and I know this because we all have talked about this before. We've all talked about this before. He refines you and your flaws. And here's what refining looks like. You know what refining looks like. It's those things you hate. To free from impurities is what refining means. And you know that we talk about, you know, you've heard the discussion about gold, right? There's the, the, that gold melts at a higher temperature than all its impurities. So how do you make pure gold? Well, you make pure gold by just slowly, you don't just turn the heat up all at once and just burn it up. And that's where some people get in religion. They just jump in and they're like, oh, I'm all about Jesus. And then when things get difficult, they run. But Jesus just slowly... You know, gold is just you just slowly turn it up and keep getting hotter and hotter and the impurities melt away, the junk melts away, the struggle melts away, the ungodly things, those things that just keep you struggling. The gold, it just melts away. And when you're done, when you're done, you've got pure gold. At least that's what I've read. I've never made pure gold. It means to free from impurities. It's pure. And what refining means in its core is to be set apart for something the spiritual definition would be to refine the process of sanctification. It means being set apart, to be made holy, a call to action, to change, to do something. Refining happens only through close, intimate relationship with Jesus and aligning yourself, you know, aligning your vision to the goal. I'm, I'm, I'm letting Jesus move my thinking toward his thinking. You only do that with hanging out with him. Why am I not thinking like Jesus? You're not hanging with Jesus. Why don't I want the things Jesus wants? You don't, you're not hanging with Jesus. This isn't, this isn't like, this is a no, this is like a, you know, it's not an option. It's not optional. This is the call in our life. So what would refinement look like? Well, to some, it would look like getting uncomfortable and, be a devoted, and being devoted to serving others. That's so weird, man. Do I really got to do something for somebody? Yes, you do. Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. And give his life as a ransom for many. And God will put us, if the, if the call is to be his and you want to live into this life and you struggle with the flaw and you love the redemption, but you're still stuck in this thing, he's saying, you haven't let me refine you yet. You're not, you could say another word, you're not become a disciple of mine. Another one would be to, would be serving through seeking deeper relationships. So one, you're going to do something to somebody. The other is you're just going to decide, you know what, this is really weird, but I'm going to start liking people. I'm going to let them like me. I'm going to hang out with people, and I'm going to serve them and get personal, vulnerable, get real. Remember, I'm flawed, flawed. Let's talk about those things. Caring for others without expecting paybacks. I'm just doing for you, looking out for you, and you know what? If you're in on this, that's awesome, but if you're not, that's really cool. I just want to do for you. 
looking out for you. Serving through stewarding well. What does that mean? Handling what you have well. Whatever the, that God has given you that you do well with it. We're going to skip on through here for now. Stewarding your time. What am I doing with my time? Where is my most precious un-getting back? That's un- I can't get that back. You know, time. <laughs> you can't get that back. Whatever that word would be, just hang on to it. You can't get it back, so what am I doing with my, my most precious commodity? I thought that was money. What? I thought that was, man, you're not getting time back. What are you doing with your days? What in the world are you doing with your days? Resources, what he's put in your pocket, what he's given you in your home, all the brilliance and abilities and everything else gathered together. How are you stewarding? How are you being refined through handling of these things, through your energy every single day. This is what he's given me. He's given me all of this. What am I doing with it? What about my attitude? This is how God made me. Made me a jerk. Just being true to me. <laughs> Whatever. How are you refining your attitude? Changing how I see, how I feel. Personality is real. Attitude, it's swappable. Just kind of letting the fruit of the Spirit come alive in you. Spending time in meditation. How's he refined? That you go and get away. You know that fruit of the Spirit thing, by the way? You live in that. You let him refine you into living those things out. The refinement isn't forcing it. It's staying with Jesus long enough every day that he changes your thinking. You meditate on God's word. You pray and get personal with him. Contemplate. Contemplative. Yeah. You didn't think we'd be coming back to that this week, did you? But that you actually stay in these moments. My thinking is up in godly places. And he's just kind, man. Do you ever wonder what it would be like if people thought you to be kind? Not because you're nice, because you're kind. We are all flawed. We have deeply broken places. And I assure you, from reading scripture, not from me, I assure you that Jesus knew them all and knows you very well. And he died on the cross for your greatest flaw and your every flaw. To redeem you back, to buy you because he loves you. But he loves you too much to leave you. He loves me too much to leave me where I am. And here's the, the, the most difficult thing is just to say, man, that hurts. I do not. I like that too much. Please don't take that from me. I want that. Could we just, just leave just that? You have everything else. Just could I have this? Not if it's going to kill you, man. Not if it's going to keep you from me. No. So we're flawed and he redeemed us and then he refines us. Please choose refinement. Help me choose refinement. That's the only place to real life. You can be redeemed and be saved and be miserable for everybody. But refined is where your greatest life is. And he's not going to leave you just redeemed if you're his anyway. Whatever your struggle, if you're battling with all of this stuff, and we all are, if you come forward and want to pray, one of our elders will show up with you, and I assure you, they live in these three spaces as well, battling and struggling through this story with Jesus. 
And if you have not given your life to him, they would immerse you into him. You, you could have all of this, the, the washing, the renewing, the seal with the Holy Spirit. You can have all of that today. Whatever you desire, why don't you come as we stand and sing.
Good morning. It's good to see everyone out this morning. Glad you're with us today. Hope you're having a wonderful uh, Lord's Day. Uh, I'd like to thank Sean for leading us in our uh, worship this morning. And uh, I'd like to thank Gary for his words at the table. I appreciate what you said this morning, Gary. And I know Jamie will probably kick me when I say this, but <clears throat> you're a preacher, buddy. Thank you for that lesson. Uh, in our bulletin this morning, uh, please take a look at that. There's a lot of information there. I'll try to mention a few things here. I might miss something, so take a look for yourself. On our prayer concerns, I uh, had a couple updates here. Uh, Karen Griffith was, uh, she was taking SMC originally, and she, she has been moved to Columbus. She needs, she's going to have a procedure done Monday or Tuesday uh, due to her AFib, so Please keep Karen in your prayers as well. It's a pretty, pretty serious situation there. And also Steve Sissel, he is in uh, Columbus. He's had some, uh, some really serious health issues, and there's some uh, important decisions that's going to be made on his behalf soon. So please keep uh, Steve Sissel in your prayers as well. Is there any updates on any, any of the other prayer concerns here? Okay. Uh, in our bulletin there, uh, the uh, campus ministry intermission uh, meal is t this Tuesday, the 3rd, and there is a sign-up sheet back there. Uh, wasn't a whole lot of names on there, and they usually have a pretty good turnout for that. There's going to be quite a, quite a bit of hungry college students show up down there, so uh, please sign up for that and to provide some food for that. Yes, sir? Oh, good. <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah, so you heard that. If you, if you don't sign up, you may get a call from one of those college students, so uh, please, please help out with that. That's always a good, a good event, and they have a lot of, lot of students show up for that. Uh, our home groups begin next Sunday, so the pads are laid out back there, uh, so please sign up today. The sooner you get your names on there, the sooner that the host can make arrangements and know what to expect, and the... Uh, Oh, I lost my paper. Uh, the study guides are underneath the pads there. So if you're uh, going to lead a group there, the study guides are under the pads. And the videos are on the Right Now Media. And inside your bulletin was a, an insert here. It tells you how to, to log on to that. If you need any help, uh, you see Sean or Jamie or somebody, we'll, we'll get you set up with that. So that's the, uh, that's the curriculum we're going to be using for that. So please sign up for that, or, or Jacob Miller can help you with that as well. Uh, Shelby's baby shower is October 21st at 11 here at the building. And then that evening at the Dressback Farm, we're having our fall harvest party. And so that's at 5 p.m. at Dressbacks. And the information for all that is in there as well. Our new directory, if you see on the window back there, uh, it's a printed out copy of, of what the, uh, the uh, hard copy directory is going to look like. And we really need to get that information checked. So look, look back there on that and see your name and all the information you provided, especially your email. Uh, we're going to have instructions on how to use the online directory soon. And part of that is you need to be able to log in, and it uses your email. So uh, make sure all that's included there and make any changes that needs to be made as well. And the item for Midwestern this month is... Uh, toothpaste or a toothbrush, and you can put those back there uh, where we usually collect those. And I think that's, 
I think that's everything. Anything else that I might have forgot? Bear with me a second. I had a scripture and now I can't find it. Did anybody see their flaw on the list up here this morning? I sure did. I, I saw a couple of mine up there. And you know that uh, there's two big lies that Satan promotes. One is, I'm too bad to be saved. I'm just too far gone. I'm just too bad. There's no, nothing can be done for me. I'm, I'm just too bad, too far. And the other lie is, oh, I'm not that bad. Yeah, we, that's a scary situation to be in either one of those. And it doesn't matter if you've had a life of rebellion, full of sin, full of evil, following the way of Satan, or if you was a person maybe was born and raised in church and you know, never, never really got out of line too bad. We're all still in need of God's redemption through Jesus. It doesn't matter how bad you were or are or how good you were or are. We all need God's forgiveness, and that all comes through Jesus. So there was a, there's a movie that's out now. Some of you have seen it, I know, and some of you may be thinking about it, but it's called The Blind. It's the story of Phil Robertson. Most of you probably have heard of him, but uh, he was the duck commander on the Duck Dynasty TV show. And the movie basically is a story of redemption. If you don't know much about Phil, he was a filthy, rotten scoundrel. That's his own words. He strayed so far from God and his family and was full of evil. But he ran across Jesus. He ran across the redemption story that's found in Christ. So this movie depicts that, and he narrates it and tells a little bit about it. Very powerful movie. I highly recommend it. But that made me think about this scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. It says, our firm decision is to work from this focused center. This is from the message. One man died for everyone. That, that puts everyone in the same boat. He, he included everyone in his death so that everyone could also be included in his life, a resurrection life, a far better life than people ever lived on their own. Because of this decision, we don't evaluate people by what they have or how they look. We, look. we looked at the Messiah that way once and got it all wrong, as you know. We certainly don't look at him that way anymore. Now we look inside, and what we see is that anyone united with the Messiah gets a fresh start. It's created new. The old life is gone, and new life burgeons. Look at it. All this comes from the God who settled the relationship between us and him and then called us to settle our relationships with each other. God put the world square with himself through the Messiah, giving the world a fresh start by offering forgiveness of sins. God has given us the task of telling everyone what he is doing. We're Christ's representatives. God uses us to persuade men and women to drop their differences and enter into God's work of making things right between them. We're speaking of Christ himself now. Become friends with God. He's already a friend with you. How you ask? In Christ. God put the wrong on him who never did anything wrong so we could, put, so we could be put right with God. Hope you all have a wonderful afternoon. If you would stand with me and we will have a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for loving us. 
Lord, we thank you for the forgiveness of sins and the hope of eternal life that we have in Christ. Lord, your word promises that if we put you first by our faith and our trust in you, Lord, that no matter what we've done, no matter what we do, Lord, it's all forgiven. The blood of your son is a powerful thing, Lord. It removes all of our sins, and your word promises a home in, with you in heaven one day. Lord, I pray that each and every person in this room will be at home in heaven with you one day, that we can all stand together there and worship you, Lord. And we ask you would uh, forgive us of our sins. If we all sin and we fall short, Lord, no matter what our background is, where we are, whether we're a preacher, a teacher, an elder, a deacon, a, a song leader, a whatever, Lord, we, we all need you. Lord, we all fall short, and we need your forgiveness, Lord. We just thank you for loving us, for saving us. Lord, I pray for all those on our prayer list. I ask a special blessing for, uh, for Karen, that you would bless her in this procedure that would go well. Lord, and for uh, Steve Sissel, you would bless him and his family. I pray that you would uh, let them feel your presence, Lord. We thank you for answered prayers, Lord. We ask that you would go with us as we leave here. Help us take the things we study and we learn, Lord. Help us to apply them to our lives. We might be uh, light and salt for you. Help us to enjoy this day with our family and friends, Lord, and be back here this evening. We thank you most of all for Jesus who made all this possible, Lord. And we pray all this and we give thanks in his name. Amen. I'd be away.